0: Hello and welcome. I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Today, we'll be exploring the psychology of past life memory. With me is anthropologist Dr. James Matlock, who is the co-author with psychologist Erlander Haraldsson of Iceland of a recent book called, I Saw a Light and Came Here, Experiences of." Children's Reincarnation. Children's Experiences of Reincarnation, I should say. Uh, Dr. Matlock is a regular contributor to the online Psy Encyclopedia sponsored by the Society for Psychical Research in London. He is also the author of uh, a significant academic course in reincarnation, perhaps the only one in the world to my knowledge, uh, and that's called Signs of Reincarnation, and he has authored dozens of academic papers and book chapters related to parapsychology, reincarnation, and anthropology. Welcome, Jim glad to be here. The first question that comes to me when I think about the psychology of past life memory is, why is it that some people have these memories and others do not?
1: Mm. That's a good question, isn't it? That's Mm -hmm. a very good question, and one that we don't really have yet a good fix on. Uh, I, I suspect that it has to do with what our psyches allow. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if we assume, and it is an assumption, it has to be at this point, that we all reincarnate, mm-hmm. we should all have memories within us somewhere, uh, in our subconscious minds, let's mm-hmm. say. Uh, uh, and the question is why they erupt into conscious awareness with some people yeah. and not others. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, if I may, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I just said something that I perhaps should comment on. Yeah. And that is the whole issue of where memory resides. Mm-hmm. Uh, because materialist.
0: Uh, scientists, of course, think that it resides in the brain. Right, and therefore the idea of past life memories is uh, axiomatically impossible. Exactly, and so would be memories uh, during near-death
1: experiences mm-hmm. or any time yep. when the brain is offline. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, uh, they but they haven't. It, it's, it's a it's a matter of faith with them yeah. that brain that memories must be recorded somehow mm-hmm. in the brain. Uh, but the question arises if they're not in the brain where could they be it seems to me that the solution that makes the most sense is that they rel- they reside in consciousness mm-hmm. in the subconscious mm-hmm. because obviously they're not in our conscious awareness all the time we, we couldn't
0: consciously uh, be aware of, of everything. everything at once yeah
1: how could we manage it we yeah. can't be and but we all know that when we remember things they, you know they'll, they'll they they seem to come in up they seem to come into our minds our mm-hmm. conscious awareness from somewhere yes uh, and it just seems natural to me to put that somewhere in our subconscious. Mm-hmm. And if I'm right about that, uh, and if consciousness survives death mm-hmm. and then becomes reincarnated, which seems to be what happens, yes, it then, does. It would, then it would be natural for those memories to continue carried in the subconscious through the period between lives and just be in the subconscious still mm-hmm. after reincarnation, yep. and then the question becomes, what it is, what is it that draws them up to conscious awareness of some people, but not most of us, yeah, yeah uh, one uh, and let me say something else here, past life memory acts very much like present life memory mm-hmm. in many respects, it looks very much like memory mm-hmm. uh and so just as with memories of our present lives, can be jogged by things we see or hear or even smell. Yeah. Uh, so past life memories can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even with with children, although children, young the young children in particular, sometimes the memories just seem to surface in their minds as if they've always been there, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but as children age, Queuing becomes more important, triggers become more important, uh, and you see them very often with adults, these, the triggers to memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's an, that's an important factor. I think another factor, as we look more deeply at these, is, uh, the, psycho- the psychological need that they represent. Uh, many of these memories, the spontaneous mm-hmm. ones, seem to surface through some sort of need of expression. There's something left undone. We call it unfinished business mm-hmm. is, the, is the general term that we use for that. Something left undone in a previous life which helps uh, force almost yeah. the memories into conscious awareness, the need to have them expressed.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I think those are
0: th- In those other are words, important. perhaps to avenge a murder
1: or... Or uh, I'll give you another example. Yeah. Uh there are cases of what we call buried buried treasure. This is mm-hmm. the general term we use yeah. for them. We like these cute terms. Uh, uh, buried treasure is very often exactly what it sounds like: uh, money, other valuables buried in the previous life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, because keep in mind that uh, in many of these societies, particularly mm-hmm. you know in the past, there weren't banks. There was no place to mm-hmm. you know uh, to store people, you know, hid, valuables. Their valuables. people <laughs> hid their valuables. Uh, meaning to uh, pass on that information before they died mm-hmm. but sometimes they die without passing on that information right. if death is sudden you know mm-hmm. whatever uh, and so an, an appreciable number of children then have talked about bearing these values uh-huh. and they want to go back to their previous mm-hmm. lives they remember enough Mm -hmm. for the for the previous families to be identified. So
0: it's great corroboration if a child can actually recover buried treasures. Isn't it? Isn't
1: it? And there are cases like that, exactly Mm -hmm. like that, Mm -hmm. where they go back uh, to the previous person's widow and say, did you find this money? The widow says no. They go and show them where it
0: is. Mm The excellent uh, form of corroboration. It would certainly lead one to be positively inclined to the reincarnation hypothesis. Yeah, one of the things, it also makes a great deal of psychological sense. Right. Which is,
1: you know. Right. So there's a motivation. Out. There's a motivation there, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. A motivation on the part of the previous person. Mm-hmm. And this is significant to me mm-hmm. because there's some critics who say, oh, the motivation is all on the side of the subject to recall these things and the subject is reaching out through extrasensory perception of whatever. But if the motivation, in, in fact, is on the side of the
0: previous person,
1: mm-hmm. it's much more difficult difficult to make that argument. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, the thing is now, if, uh, for me, and I consider myself average in this regard, if, if I want to sit and recall things that happened to me when I was in uh, kindergarten, mm-hmm. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Without any difficulty, actually, mm-hmm. yeah, I can mm-hmm. come up with dozens and dozens of memories from the, the time I was three or four years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is it hard? I mean, the truth is, if I go back earlier than that, it's hard. I can't. Right. If you ask me to remember when I was two, that's almost impossible.
1: Right for me. Uh, yes, and that is a significant difference mm-hmm. uh, in in present life and past life memory. In uh, past life memory the 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 case subjects particularly the children the adults too for that matter or anybody it uh, doesn't they don't remember the entire life mm-hmm. in the way they don't have the same framework yeah uh, the autobiographical memory framework uh, in which to situate these memories so they often it's often difficult to interpret them sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it's difficult to put them in a narrative mm-hmm. because they don't always know the surrounding events for the image that they have. In their oh, minds; yes. uh, they're not always clear on t- what those images represent. They, they they often, in the vaguer cases, mm-hmm. they have a, a, a sense that it's a memory, but may not uh, be sure, or, or may not know why. In the circumstances leading up to that memory, and young it's children,
0: an in, in particular, don't. Normally have the same cognitive skills as an adult. Well, that's true,
1: uh, but they, you know, they, well, it, it, these memories often come out in a fragmented way. Yes, and the kids will present them in a fragmented way. Mm-hmm. They will remember, you know, this or that element, and they'll tell their parents, yeah. you know, I was a girl before, I, I was uh, a married man before, mm-hmm. you know, I had, I used to have children, yeah. I used to, you know, these things, and they also, they seem to, they, they clearly have images in their minds. Mm-hmm. They're trying. To express mm-hmm. uh, uh, more than an the, image, it's a personal identification. It's a personal identification. It's in, and this is an important aspect of the psychology too, because they 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 speak about these memories in first person. Yeah. Uh, they identify fully with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they feel emotionally related to the previous persons. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, those sorts of things are very similar to what we experience in our personal identities. I mean, we have, you know, we feel continuous with our past selves, even if it's our child selves, no matter how much we've changed since Mm -hmm. childhood, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, in that dimension, at Mm -hmm. least, it's similar.
0: Mm -hmm. Yet, there's still the puzzle of why Most people don't have any past life memories. Well, I think because
1: the psyche, in most cases, represses it. There there are fairly good reasons why Mm -hmm. we might not want to Remember previous lives. L- let's list some of them. Uh, well, one is that we often do come back mm-hmm. uh, to people we know in, in family lines. Uh, now, the most evidential cases are the stranger cases. So mm-hmm. Stevenson emphasized those, and so a lot of the research has yeah. the, the uh, you know works with the stranger cases. Mm-hmm. But when less looking,
0: opportunity for contamination. Less
1: opportunity, you know. So those are the cases that are more evidential and mm-hmm. stronger if you're trying to quote prove reincarnation. But if you're more interested. Interested in the process issues, and you're interested in how psychology, how the psychology yeah. of past life memory works, then it's useful to look at these family cases or acquaintance cases, mm-hmm. and and we see that there are in fact a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the incidence varies from culture to culture, but that's that's yeah. a separate issue. There are a lot of them, mm-hmm. and to the extent that we come back among people we know, we come back in different relationships to them. And that can be difficult, mm-hmm. you know. For instance, if a grandparent is reincarnating as a grandchild, yeah, y- you know, you can, or uh, you know, I used to spank a, you, and pr- now you're I, spanking me. me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and there's some some cases actually begin like that. Uh-huh. You know, this this action is what triggers the memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but so that's 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 one thing, yeah. uh, you know, just the 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 change in relationship, right. Uh, along with that can come various kinds of interpersonal dynamics mm-hmm. and tensions and mm-hmm. and issues that that maybe just
0: as well be left alone in, and, in other and words you won't have to deal with again probably many times uh, there is a lot of painful memories associated exactly. with a past life that and they're just better left, left, alone.
1: left yeah, alone Left alone and in, in a lot of the memories are painful because mm-hmm. a lot of the memories are of deaths mm-hmm. for instance and the deaths are often not natural. Yeah, uh, but those you know, are the ones that are remembered. <laughs> Well, not all of them. Yeah. I mean, probably more people die violently than, than than have their lives remembered. No, but
0: we did discuss earlier some 50% or more that, right. of you the know, memories do have to do with violent death. Right, but you're looking at it in the opposite way then. Yeah. Uh, yes,
1: there, there are more memories of violent deaths mm-hmm. proportionately than people who die violent death in the population. Mm-hmm. But then you know. Think about the number of, the number of people, not yeah. the proportions, mm-hmm. but the number of people who die violently. Yeah. And then think about the number of people, the much much smaller number of people, who remember past lives. Mm-hmm. And so it's clear that there's nothing about dying violently that automatically then produces mm. a memory. Not automatically. Right. Yeah. You know. And so. It Coming back to the original question, why do not all violent deaths, as some do, why do not all violent deaths, uh, lead to memories? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and I think it's because they're they're
0: repressed for good reasons. Sure, right? I mean, I, I might repress many times when when I was so sick that you know, let's say I wanted to vomit. I don't have very clear visceral memories of times when I have vomited right. in my life, you and know, I'm glad.
1: And for many children, not mm-hmm. all, for many children, it's it's rather it's difficult to deal with these memories. Yeah, uh, and they. Um, uh, there have been psychological tests mm-hmm. uh, that have done, uh, been done. Uh, Your with co-author. My co-author, Elwinder Harrelson, did some of them, some of yeah. the most important ones, in uh, Sri Lanka and Lebanon, mm-hmm. um, looking at uh, these issues, giving uh, a battery of psychological tests, uh, including for the psychologists who are watching us, the child behavior checklist, mm-hmm. family questionnaire, things like that. Yeah, You know, looking at, in various dissociation scales,
0: looking at, uh, these, Are there uh, unique these features in the young children that incline them to have these memories? Unique features. Well, comparing
1: them to their peers, uh-huh. though, uh, the, uh, the children in uh, in uh, in Lebanon and Sri Lanka, but not in the United States. Jim Tucker has done similar work in the United States. Mm-hmm. In Sri Lanka and Lebanon, uh, particularly in Sri Lanka, where there was more violent death, uh, uh, the children had more behavioral problems mm-hmm. in, in earlier age, uh-huh. in, in earlier years. Uh, in the United States, where there wasn't so much, no, Tucker did not find that, uh-huh. uh, these behavioral uh, deficits mm-hmm. in, in young children. Yes. Uh, uh, but very often, it becomes easier uh, for the children as they age, and mm-hmm. by the time they reach school, the, the teachers do not report the same behavioral problems. Mm-hmm. In fact, the teachers report that uh, they're often uh, better. More well-adjusted. Uh, better adjusted, uh, and, and, and do better in school as well. Mm-hmm.
0: I see. So, in other, in other words, in Sri Lanka, which is a unique culture, the uh, the children are disturbed at first and and then l- less disturbed than their peers after a while. Disturbed when there was a violent death. Mm. And this is important.
1: Yeah. You don't see these sorts of disturbances without a violent death. Okay. If there's a natural death, there's, there's none of mm. this. So, it is correlated. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. sense, I mean, that would seem it?
0: perfectly logical, wouldn't it? it? Yeah, Except it Except that you're saying in the so it, United States that pattern doesn't hold.
1: No, no, it's the same pattern because you don't have a violent death. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, if you don't have a violent death, then you're not, you are not, wouldn't expect to have these behavioral problems. There are
0: fewer violent deaths. There are fewer violent deaths and therefore fewer but behavioral But when problems. there is a violent death, death, the pattern holds. Yes, in general. Oh, oh yeah. all right. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. And in Lebanon? Uh, similar sorts of, similar mm-hmm. patterns, similar patterns. Mm-hmm. Yes, all this does make sense if you accept reincarnation and if you accept the idea that, uh, you know, that uh, behavioral issues, that memories, yeah. uh, you know, are being carried over uh, from one life or another. Well, it's very difficult to to understand, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from a from a naturalistic point of view,
0: or from a parapsychological point of view of of, of, of psi or super psi. The, I did do some interviews with uh, parapsychologist Stanley Krippner, who's written mm-hmm. a couple of books on uh, PTSD. Aha, uh-huh, yes. And uh, his his attitude, and I think it's become rather mainstream, is is that uh, PTSD syndrome is a normal, healthy reaction yes. to a traumatic event. Right. And in these cases, in fact, w- uh, we often see
1: uh, the PTSD syndromes. Mm-hmm. And Erlander has pointed, uh, has pointed out, that, we, you know, we see them with the violent deaths, and it's the sort of reactions you would expect a person to have shown had he lived rather than died. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> the psychology is just, the, you know, uh, it, it, the consciousness stream is just continuing, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, along with it, uh, all of its uh, psychological elements, including uh, any psychological uh, traumas or conflicts. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we see is phobias. Mm-hmm. Uh, in cases of violent death, they're often phobias. Associated with the manner in which the death occurred. With the article, uh, mm-hmm. it, uh, it, you know, let's say, some, uh, a, a person died in a, um, in an automobile accident, uh, it could be a phobia of motor vehicles, mm-hmm. or even more specifically. Uh, a person who was shot, a phobia of guns. Phobias of location, somebody, uh, who, uh, would drown, phobia of water, this mm-hmm. type of thing. Snakes. Of snakes, if, uh, if there's a snake bite. Yeah. So the phobias are appropriate to mm-hmm. the death and we know that because we're looking at soft cases Mm -hmm. the children say enough other things that the previous person can be located and then we can we can check we Mm -hmm. can look at Uh, the past life in relation to the present life and then we can see how these things
0: correlate because in past life regression therapy Mm -hmm. uh, you often get people who will create elaborate scenarios related to their phobias Uh, we have no way to verify most of these and uh, oftentimes i know of one case in which uh a, a, a dramatic cure occurred after past-life regression therapy, but right. it may be that the, uh, let's call it a fantasy, uh, afforded an opportunity for emotional catharsis that helped uh, relieve the pressure that was causing the phobia. Yes, I agree. That's exactly how I see it too.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, because with the regression cases, although there are some that are vertical, there are some that are solved. Yeah. Really very few Mm -hmm. in relation to, uh, to the spontaneous cases. And with, also with regressions, uh, there, there are several cases that we can actually show mm-hmm. that they're based either in cryptonesia, which is the, which is you know forgotten, buried knowledge, yeah. uh, things that have been read or when uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's come into contact with, but then forgotten consciously. Yes, uh, can come up in the regressions, uh, and we see we can document that in a number of regressions. So there, there, there's reason to be skeptical of the regressions. On the other hand, uh, as as valid memories. On the other hand, they can. Serve a valid psychological purpose in helping a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, they serve as sort of screen memories, yeah. I suppose, in in, um, mm-hmm. in
0: in in working through. Trauma. So, so with regard to regression, one can say that you you can tr- uh, examine the therapeutic value of hypnotic right. regression quite separately from the evidential value. Exactly. It? Yes. Yeah. So we're in agreement on the, absolutely on on that now. Uh, another interesting psychological question would be uh, differences between the spontaneous memories that occur in children versus adults. Mm. Yes, that is an interesting issue. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I don't know that the... Well, there's, there are certain differences. Uh, another researcher, uh, Scott Rogo, mm-hmm. who unfortunately you know was killed some years ago. 1990. In 1990. Yeah. Uh, had a, a rather different view and he before he died, the last few days, he and I were having mm-hmm. uh, intellectual discussion about this. Yeah. You know, in dueling papers that. You, you
0: probably don't know and I haven't mentioned to you that Scott Rogo was a distant cousin of mine. Oh no I did not know yeah. that. Well oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Well anyway Scott
1: would uh Scott's view was that uh that adult and child memories were radically different. Mm-hmm. You saw them as really very different things, mm-hmm. uh, and th- there's reason to you, when you if, you if you compare just a few cases, they d- really do look different. Yeah, uh, because the, the children's memories are much more developed usually, mm-hmm. typically, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you see besides to, besides imaged memories, you also find behaviors, extensive behaviors. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 and you find these things like phobias and mm-hmm. uh, and so forth, which you don't see so often with adults. Right, the, the adults' memories tend to be vaguer, uh, and, and not so much associated with behaviors, not so much mm-hmm. associated with the phobias. Mm-hmm. Although in many adult cases, uh, you, you, if you start really researching this, you find uh, that they had memories earlier in life, and they, they, they're just, uh, you know, it, you know, maybe more developed, more, usually less developed in childhood, mm-hmm. and for some reason they're just resurfacing later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you, when you look, and this is what's my point, my counter to him, mm-hmm. uh, if you look at, at more cases, you begin to see transitional cases. And so what begin what you begin to see is a developmental continuum here mm-hmm. from child form to the adult form uh-huh. of past life memory oh Uh, And one indicator of that is uh, how important uh, triggers are, how important Mm -hmm. cues are Mm -hmm. to the memory. With very young children, uh, the memories often just seem to be there, almost from birth, Mm -hmm. uh, and just waiting for expression when the children are able to speak about them. Mm as the children become older, cues become more apparent. And as you move into, uh, young adulthood and, and into, uh, you know, uh, later adult, middle age and later adulthood, hmm. uh, and the memories can come up at any age, uh, the cues become much more important. Mm-hmm. Another thing that becomes more important is, is the, is a, the subject's age is, uh, states of consciousness with children, the memories usually just come in the waking state. They just float into the mind like memories often do. Yeah, um, They can also surface in dreams mm-hmm. with children, often in nightmares. Mm-hmm. With adults, they'll more right. often come in dreams than in the waking state. Uh-huh. It's relatively rare, mm-hmm. rare to have them yeah. in the waking state.
0: Now I know for example, the uh, Association for Research and Enlightenment, the mm-hmm. organization based on the readings of Edgar Ed Cayce, mm-hmm. uh, which dealt a lot with reincarnation, right. um, they have exercises for adults. Uh, if you want to get some inkling of uh, who mm-hmm. you were in a past lifetime, right. they recommend, for example, are you drawn to a particular culture or mm-hmm. a particular location? Do you, do you have certain uh, instincts that are hard to explain? Right. I, I mean, I know people, for example, they're fascinated by medieval culture for some right. reason. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think those are good exercises mm-hmm. because they're cueing exercises.
1: Yeah. You know, if you put yourself back in a situation where you think you were before, if you have a sense that you were there, mm-hmm. if maybe you have some vague memories, yeah. uh, you know, then putting yourself back there may be sufficient to cue something yeah. to come up. Uh, same thing with viewing or reading things mm-hmm. about a time period mm-hmm. or about a place yeah. or about a person if mm-hmm. you think you were that person. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: you know, I mean, yeah,
1: so I, th- that sort of exercise makes sense to me. It,
0: it does, I suppose, the great risk for any adult who, who wants to figure out what were my past lives is uh, the human psyche is also prone to creating fantasies. It is, it is, and we have
1: to be very careful about that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I tell people, you can't be sure that these really are memories unless you can verify them. Mm-hmm. So uh the other thing but, but when uh uh another um way of um remembering uh past lives another tool to remember mm-hmm. them uh is often said to be self hypnosis or yeah. going to regression mm-hmm. and I, I i i advise people against that yeah. because um like I said before, I think memories tend to arise spontaneously mm-hmm. and with the permission of the psyche. Mm-hmm. And the reason we don't remember, or mo- most of us don't remember and don't remember more, is because the psyche is protecting us from remembering when we use hypnosis or techniques to try to remember we're in effect trying to bypass the psyche the mm -hmm. psyche's not going to like that yeah you know and so the psyche then uh, puts up distortions creates distortions and uh, and then we get something that may be only partially true but Mm -hmm. not really true so we can't trust it so but again we come back uh, to the rule that we can't trust
0: anything unless we can verify it well here's the important question i i should think for the people who do have these memories uh, how valuable is it i mean uh, it seems to me most adults or most humans are are perfectly content to live their life without any knowledge of previous incarnations
1: yes i you know i agree and many people who have these memories struggle with them Mm you know, they often do come up, as I said, for a reason, yeah. and that reason can be working through mm-hmm. uh, problems. It doesn't have to be showing a so when where the treasure
0: up, is. when they come up spontaneously and the child has the opportunity, or even adult, to work through it, that can right. be quite positive. That can be quite positive, right. Uh, There have been um,
1: studies that have asked the children, or asked the case subjects, how they felt about their memories. uh and they've been mixed, the results mm-hmm. have been mixed. In a minority it's only minority of cases, uh, that they're they're pleased to have had the the memories. Mm-hmm. They thought they were valuable. Yeah. Uh and again only a minority, they've also been asked, uh, uh, would you want your children mm-hmm. to have memories? Yeah. And again only a minority say yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, and I, with with adults that I've talked to about their memories, I know that they're often, uh, they can be difficult to deal with. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's just as well that we don't remember mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they all sorts of conflicts can be created. Mm-hmm. I, I know there are a lot of people who would like to know about their previous lives, but I'm not sure that, it, that if they knew about them, they would be happy knowing about
0: them. Yeah, I, I mean, if you look at just the uh, Range of human history, it's full of many, many sordid events right. that are probably best and, forgotten. Right. And what do
1: we remember from our, from our present lives? Mm-hmm. We remember the things, the most emotionally salient things, mm-hmm. don't we? Yeah. You know, the most meaningful things to us. Mm-hmm. Those are precisely, the, the, those can often be the most traumatic things mm-hmm. or the most, you know, disturbing things in mm-hmm. some way. And it's the same way with the past life. These, these are the memories that, they, both in our present lives and yeah. seemingly
0: in our past lives, are the most strongly registered. Mm-hmm. Now, some people might say, well, if I can't remember the mistakes I made in the mm-hmm. past, am I doomed to repeat them? And ac- yeah. actually, uh, I have an interesting anecdote that might uh, mm-hmm. answer that because my mother had Alzheimer's as mm-hmm. an adult, as, a, mm-hmm. a, as an older senior citizen once she was uh, in her 80s. Mm -hmm. Uh, She had terrible memory. She couldn't remember things from minute to minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she fell often. And on one occasion, she fell right on her forehead, had a huge bump, practically like half an egg mm-hmm. sticking out of her forehead. But, you know, the next day she had forgotten all about it. Mm-hmm. And it was only by feeling that she knew it was there. And when it went away a month later, she had no memory whatsoever uh, of being prone to fall. But uh, she refused to use a cane. Uh-huh. She was a very proud woman. And she stopped falling somehow at the subconscious level. Uh-huh. She had incorporated, uh, the wisdom to right. maintain her balance, uh, even though she had no recollection.
1: Yeah. And that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Just because we have no conscious memories doesn't mean we haven't, we have no subconscious memories yeah. and doesn't mean that we're not influenced by mm-hmm. the past, memories mm-hmm. of the past, things that happened in the past. Uh, we have to think of ourselves as continuations yeah. of the people we were before. Mm-hmm. We're different people now. Mm-hmm. I, I think partly because we have different bodies, we have different brains. We grow up in different environments because it's a different time. Yeah, uh, We probably have different parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things are going to be different, and those are going to make us different people. At the same time, we have within us the people we were before. And those people can influence us. I mean, those, the, the, uh-huh. the, 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 the personalities that we had in the past are still there inside us. Uh-huh. And even if we're not consciously aware of them, yes, I believe we can still uh, be influenced by them.
0: Uh-huh. Well, once again, Dr. James Matlock, it's been a fascinating discussion and uh, a, a very important topic and an obscure topic. I, I want to urge our viewers who are interested in really digging into to the wealth of, of data to visit your website, which uh, they well, can you. link yeah. to through our listings page because there uh, you will have access to original articles. Uh, yes, thank you. Yeah, 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 my articles, but
1: also it'll give you a lot of leads mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, to other uh,
0: sources. Yeah, uh, it, it's a shame, I think, that the, this uh, huge database of, of well over a thousand cases is... A uh, thousand solved cases, seventeen hundred mm-hmm. solved cases, is is not a uh, more well known and appreciated yes, yeah. by uh, the public at large. You know, and it's
1: not just the database; it's all the research that's grown out of it. Yeah, uh, and uh, no, it's it's not as well known as it should be. So, thank you. I I'm very appreciative of being invited here to participate in these in these interviews because this really is important research, and
0: mm-hmm. it's good to get it out. Too in, many people do not know it. it is. I, I uh, totally subscribe to that. Uh, so thank you once again. You're very welcome. And thank you for being with us.